You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 266 of the Central and his favorite podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here today, joined by our executive video audio producer slash engineer, Zach Burcham, and my forever co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis. Today's episode features Mr. Sean Rao, Liberty Defender. Sean Rao is back in the house today. Uh, we're going to be talking to Sean about real, basically just one thing today. We're going to be talking about the Biden uh, student loan forgiveness I program. I had written down Waldron football. Yeah, I, I decided not to. Because we were going to, because BRV might come back. I heard the rumor. I guess we'll just have to settle for student loan talk. Yep. Student loan talks. We're going to be talking. Um, well, basically, I put in the show notes that anytime we talk about student loans, it is in Sean's co host contract that he has to make an appearance. That is what he's here for tonight. We're going to go through all of the details, who qualifies for it, what is in this uh, in this package, and then can you get a refund if you've actually been paying for your student loans? Make sure you stick around to the end to find out the answer to that question. We just don't know. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. If you're a member of our Patreon at bossarkliberty.com slash Patreon or jump on bossarkliberty.com, click on the Patreon. You get all kinds of bonus content, including the show notes given to you the day of the show, maybe during the Patreon show if the host happened to forget to email it to you, but you get them and you get some special content. That's right. Patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. Or as Jeremiah said, you can go to Patreon or boss hog of liberty.com and click the support now button. That is where you go to support the show every month. And, uh, they range in prices. You can name your price. It's just like progressive insurance it's with the name your price tool. Um, you just tell us what you want to pay. You pay it, and we give you all kinds of goodies. Um, in the show notes, you can read through ahead of time. We put all of the links that we use to make the show notes in there so that you can see where we're getting our information from. And then you also get some other bonus stuff. You get access to a Facebook group that is exclusive to those folks. You also get a bonus episode every month. That is where we do... Uh, every week. Or, yeah. Sorry, did I say every month? You did. That's You're still planning. Are you- yeah. Oh, well, uh, you know, set the expectations low, <laughs> but then over-deliver. Um, that's where we do things like eat pickle-flavored pork rinds. If you want to see stuff like that, then hop on over there. We appreciate all you folks. And then at $50 or more a month, then you get a shout-out at the front of every episode. And those folks 
are Mr. Jonathan Phillips, our favorite car dealer in the continental United States. I am efforting a deal with John right You're now. trying. I'm are you going to tell him that I sent you? Yeah, yeah, John. I definitely was sent by by Dakota and the Boss Harbor Liberty. Okay, I like that. Um, and then Mr. Anthony Meyer. If they'll just take my order. General Motors is being a real turkey over it, but we'll get there. Mr. Anthony Meyer, he will. He might be the one that delivers your order as he's delivering things across the road. He's keeping America moving. And then Miss Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We appreciate you folks. We also have T-Chip stores and uh, producer Zach Bertram is going to be dropping the link to those in the live stream chat to make it easy for you to find. They are also available on the website. And then now the triumphant return of Mr. Sean Rao with student loan debt forgiveness. All I do is win, 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 no Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Dark brain and rises. Alright. Oh, do you feel good about this? And they stay there. Alright. You you feel good about this, Sean? Dark brain and rises. Promises made, promises kept. <laughs> Socialist Libertarian Sean Rao has joined us. If you're new to the show and you're wondering what that was about, Sean has been coming on the show for years now and advocating for the forgiveness of student loan debt in the United States. And we got $10,000 worth of music in there. Yeah. So that was we will probably that, that's appropriate off. to that what they, that, was our, Who is that? that was our entire budget for the year. That right was, there we blew music. it out. It's done. That's the last time we can afford to do that. Is, is Wiz Khalifa going to come after us? So here's the thing. I Sean won. The federal government has a program now. I'm sure it's going to work efficiently on budget, on target, and it's going to work out perfectly for everybody that's supposed to get there. Well, a, dem- a Democrat has implemented it, and it is means-tested, so I don't understand why you're concerned. <laughs> I mean, they do have 87,000 new IRS employees, so hopefully... I was going to say, maybe we just found out why they had those new Hopefully, IRS they can take care of some of these issues. So, high level, what's happening here? If you have federal student loans, a balance of... $10,000 is going to be forgiven. Is it over time? Is it instantly? How's this, how's this part work? Well, has it not been decided yet? I was looking at this too. It's, he keeps using the language up to $10,000, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which as someone who was around when he promised $2,000 stimulus checks, so he's like, Oh, here's $600. <laughs> I'm like, hold on a second. Let me think about this. But the but does plan Biden is usually know what he's saying anyway. Do you really yes. put that much stock I think in, in his is, words? I think he is lucid at times, if not most of the time. Um, right after the testosterone. Right shots. after the, the gorilla, uh, you know, hormone shots that they put into him <laughs> where he defeated Bernie in that debate. Um, no, I. so it's $10,000 if you have federal student loans, $20,000 if you're a Pell Grant recipient. Um, that's supposed to take effect immediately. However, they've extended the pause on repayment until the end of this year to the end of the year. So giving them some, some leeway to try to implement that, which I think is wise. Um, but dark Brandon rises. What can you say? The <laughs> so mad, the mad lad has done it again. I have a few, a few concerns <laughs> because I don't know that it, so yeah. Okay, cool. Right. So yes, in theory, we've already spent the money when we had printed it to give it to these people. So maybe this won't inflate 
inflate things further. What do you mean by these people? These these borrowers, these like me. These eighteen I'm one of these people. These eighteen year olds that signed up for this. These thirty seven year old <laughs> lawyers doing public service, public defense work. Or profit. Um what's this do for the kids that are going into college now, Sean? Like if you're if you are did seventeen say. years old and you're signed this is this is for loans or the kids that are at, you know up at school now. I was talking to a coworker today. He's got two kids at Purdue University. One's a junior, one's a freshman. One has ten thousand dollars in student loans already. The other one doesn't have that much yet. He's going to continue to accumulate them. So is this like amnesty in the eighties when Ronald Reagan said, "Okay, if you're here now, you're a citizen." But right. going forward, you should know better now that you have to pay these back. I think going forward, he's done. I. Here's the legacy. I think going forward, that's going to be the positive. There's a lot of negatives to it. We'll get into it. But then the positive is that there will be a new, what they're calling income driven repayment, which would be 5% of, of gross income as like, that's your, that's your payment. IBR, which is income based repayment, which is same nomenclature, it's different nomenclature, same idea. Yeah. They're just taking a different bucket of would money, have been, right? Would it's- have been 10% of your gross wages. So you pay whatever that would be. So you make $10,000 a month. You have to pay a thousand dollars a month back. Right. So L- now lawyer it's, money, you know, <laughs> yeah, they are yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Newcastle lawyers making $10,000 a month. Um, there's a, also, uh, he's I also, heard one was, but then he went to jail for something else. Yeah. He wasn't making the comment. From being a <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. but no, it changes that from 10% to 5%, which I think is substantial. And I think it will help future generations. Going forward, if you're going to go into, you know, public service or things like that, where you could be on like the public service loan forgiveness program, which I am frantically trying to figure out how many payments I've made so I could see what could be forgiven, what can't, because I serve as a public defender and have for many years. So, but that going forward, that's what's going to help the, the 10, 10,000, 20,000 that's now. That's that's something that he ran on, and that's something that he delivered, which if he failed to do prior to the primaries would have been an absolute colossal political failure. And I, I do not – I'm not throwing stones at anybody that's eligible for this. As as I, I've been talking to Chris Bengal all week, as our Lord and Savior Ron Paul has said, you, they steal our money, go take it back, right? So if they if the federal government's going to make something available to you and they're going to say, hey, you can have $10,000 in relief – then, then go get your ten thousand dollars in relief because you're going to have to pay for it. Regardless. It's your money. It's for your household, right? Not throwing stones at that. I'm not. I, that's not the part that I quarrel with. But I do also think, okay, say say we accept the premise of now we're going to to quote Dave Ramsey, keep your student loan as a pet, and we're going to set up your life, or structure your life, and maybe this is me just being too left brain and analytical. But say you're going to say, okay, I'm going to I'm going to try to keep this loan and make the bare minimum payment on it for ten years so that I can clear it. Well, that means that your credit is going to have fifty thousand dollars, ninety thousand dollars, right. whatever amount you borrowed, just sitting there on your credit report right. for that amount of time, which is going to ding your credit. So if you try to buy a house, you pay, may pay a higher interest rate. You may have difficulty buying a car. Say you have to carry credit card debt, you're going to have higher rates. There's always public policy effects that come from these kinds of programs that they don't necessarily think about, but it might help you get through the 2024 primary. It, it gets him through this part of the midterm elections. 
And from there, I mean, Republicans are going to argue that he doesn't have the authority to do this, so on and so forth. We can get into that. But um, he's going to know that he has delivered on what he campaigned on. And really, he should have just. I, I, <clears throat> here's where, the whole thing. I know this authority in September or August of 2021 versus here. Here's what I don't understand. Where do you come up with $10,000? Where do you come up with $20,000? Why is it not some other? That's the part that smacks it, of it, like it being arbitrary where it's like, well, I'm going to forgive 10,000. Chuck Schumer says 50,000. Elizabeth Warren says 50,000 or more. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders says all of it. And, uh, you know, so like, I think it, it's because that this way they, they kind of ran the numbers and realized if we give $10,000 out, then that's that takes care of like half of the people sure. that have students. And it loans. takes it takes care of like the lower income people that can't repay it. And I think that's who's going to benefit the most. I think that's the intent of the policy. You know, the policy isn't intended to benefit lawyers, despite whatever Republicans are going to say. The the policy is intended to benefit people with undergraduate loans that they just can't dig out of because in, the in insurance his speech, because he was the talking about the IV interest. trust of the world, right? He right. was saying, look, the, the people that went to, to community college, this this will clear them of that. And when I was entering community college, I believe that the billboards were saying 2500 bucks a year, you could pretty much get go through Ivy Tech. So for $5,000 plus books, you could get an associate's degree. If and, you had no money and you borrowed student loans from that and you're you know 10 years out of school, at this point, it would be going away. And That's the, speaking about trying to help the future, he is making a huge expansion of Pell, of the Pell Grant yes. uh, policy. Yeah. Indiana Congressman Jim Banks sent a tweet. I, I sent you this today. That Sean sent me, and I want you to pull it up and read it, because I, I, I cannot believe that this, this man didn't say this in, in jest. He just, he just straight up put it out there. And that Sean's oh, he got a, he got a lot Jim of Banks. representative Jim Banks. Which one is it? Student, the one from eight I'll hours ago. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> clearing his throat. Student loan forgiveness undermines one of our military. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even read it. Oh my god! Student loan he forgiveness undermines one of our military's greatest recruitment tools at a time of dangerously low enlistments. That's my. An my, insane. That is that is some starship. Reaction. That is starship troopers. Is fascist bullshit, Jim? You know that you're, <laughs> you're using your outdoor voice, right? You can't say this shit out. I'm doing my part. <laughs> that's that's said the quiet tweet. part out loud. That's yeah. a tweet that'll never never go away. It's been screen I mean, grabbed it's, and it's saved just, in a million places. The, we need the poor to be poured into the military industrial complex to be ground out to lose their legs, lose their arms in foreign wars. Yeah. That's the carrot on the end of the stick, and we're losing that to to defend a dying empire that's way overstretched, and we can't come to terms with that. So we're going to blame, you know, all these people that want an education in America is because is, you get a free education through the GI Bill if you join um, there. So that was the meal ticket, and, and now we're taking that away. And if anything, he took one of the f- things that people probably wouldn't have directly tied into the military industrial complex, which is the education issue, and then he tied them together. Like, I don't think a lot of people would have thought, like, well, how does this? And they're like, oh, well, if we log, throw them with debt and then we just stick recruiters over there and tell them about the GI Bill and they can get their college education for free. It's like, wait a minute. Like, that's I would have never thought of that. 
I know they just released a story about military recruitment was critically low, but I never would have tied those two things together. And then he tweets and I'm like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> that that's, that's another, that's a side effect. Of but that. it's just like the bold, like just nasty brutishness of this country, which is just like, we rely on poor, desperate kids to just serve Go fight the wars for rich people. Listen, yeah. I, I know Christy Avery is not listening live because she's up there with weird Al in Michigan today, but this is your Congressman Christy. You're we're holding you responsible. This is she's he's personally, yours personally. Yeah. So Christy, <laughs> I, I believe wall nation wants a public apology from you and we're going to have to have you. We're going to have to have you. That's uh, all right. Out. Can't help it. People can't people in Kentucky can't help Mitch McConnell. I understand <laughs> they're underwater right now. So, they can't they can't vote Mitch McConnell out right now. This is this is an issue that public loan forgiveness. Another one of those kind of like abortion. I wasn't sure they were ever actually going to get to it. No. I think I've become so jaded with governing in the last five years where I just think nothing's ever actually going to happen. And I generally just don't expect government to accomplish anything so that when an announcement like this comes. The I'm problem, surprised, the, but I also don't know how legal it is. Right? Somebody, is it going to go away in court in a week? So let's talk about that. So like part of it is I, it's always on my radar a, because I owe student loans B because you're running out of road essentially. Like you, you set this deadline. Okay. August 31st. That is our last, last, last right. version of this. And you're, you're up against it. Like you knew there was going to be an announcement. You knew that there was going to be an extension of, that because they weren't going to just drop people in as the election's coming. They weren't going to turn people loose, you know, before November. Now, as far as legally speaking, I think any lawsuit against this is going to have a couple issues. One issue is going to be standing. So standing means that I have the ability to come into court to sue you because of something. So usually so Zach as a taxpayer doesn't have standing no. to say that you just signed me up for Repaying whatever the hell. What's the dollar figure on this? Uh, at one point six trillion dollars in student loans. They didn't forget well, That's what's all, owed, but, but they didn't maybe it's three hundred three hundred billion or whatever the number. Yeah. I think I saw that number yeah, somewhere. Three hundred billion. So I, as like a taxpayer, that. don't have standing to say you right. just signed me up for three hundred billion dollars. Much like I don't, I, as a taxpayer, I don't have standing to sue over uh, and funds going wars. to Ukraine yeah. or other because we have a representative democracy and and things of that nature. So things of that nature. So <laughs> for those listening to the podcast, Dakota made air quotes there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's for representative democracy. I think that might've been what he was. Air yeah, quoting. That's what it was. Um, so standing is very important in court because you have to have some ability to sue someone else. You can't just up and sue anybody else unless you're like a small claims in state court, whatever, pay the filing fee. I'm going to sue you for whatever, but you're going to get run out of court. Um, it's different in federal court where you have to show that you have some sort of standing. And I, I just don't think they're going to have the ability to show any, any plaintiff, any complaining party is going to have the ability to show that standing. The the st other, and, and a state can't do it either. I assume that they're going to have not for, a f they'd have to sue in federal court. And I think they're going to have the same issue. I think if the state of Indiana sued, They'd have because Todd Rokita would showing. sue if he oh, can absolutely. find a reason to sue. Todd Rokita is going to sue, but he's also a lawyer that is not a total like he he didn't work for Donald Trump. He's he's hacky, but he didn't work for Donald Trump. He didn't you know he's not Rudy Giuliani. Let's let's yeah. sort that out. Give yeah, him a minute. He's working but on he it. He would have. 
The career arc is on the way. He would if he could. Um, the other part is that the the language behind the sort of CARES Act or the the Heroes Act or, or whatever Congress passed, it gives the president a lot of broad powers to be able to do what he see fits. And and the that may not have been Congress's intent. It never is. It never is. But when you give the president explicitly or implicitly a lot of authority, they can order this. They can do that. And so I think that I think those are the two issues that they're going to run into the standing issue and the, and the broad language of this legislation that's going to prevent any sort of litigation from being successful. Um, it's because people are like, well, Supreme Court, they're going to overturn it five to four and it's going to be whatever. Sean, I just don't so foresee optimistic that, that they're actually going to look at the law and not just view it politically. <clears throat> Supreme Court, the Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, you say, well, I mean, I, I should have learned my lesson what, after. Why, why couldn't abortion <laughs> in theory? Why couldn't a uh, somebody file an emergency injunction and the Supreme Court say, yeah, we're going to hear it instantly. And it's politically decided six to three, seven to two. Because if they were to do that, that would have worked under Trump to do Trumpy things. Like, I just don't, I, I think there's still, you still trust the process. I don't trust the process, but I think there's still some level you trust of, the process of decorum that say like a, a justice Kavanaugh or someone that like that, that would not Neil Gorsuch would never Gorsuch would not Gorsuch is my boy. <laughs> not really. Um, no, but he's been good on some different things. Um, I just don't, I don't foresee the Supreme court like entertaining any of this stuff. It's going to have to work its way through a, a federal district court, but even still, I don't, I don't see how they're going to have any standing to challenge this, which is the most important thing a federal court you're going to have. And even as controversial as this is, would it not be shooting yourself in the foot to try and challenge something that does, at some level help people. No, because it plays your base. That's all they yeah, care yeah. about. Yeah. That's all they care about is shoring up their people. base. When, they don't care about expanding. There there are no more centrists. There are no more people that are like, hmm, I'm kind of divided on this situation. When Obamacare came Oh, I totally along. am. I would wonder, though, if there, if there we're are... We're going to put some, you in a lab. We're going to study you. When Obamacare came along, everybody was freaking out over the 26 years old, being a 26 years old being allowed on your parents' health insurance still. That yeah. has become the... the if you're building an ice cream sundae, that has become the chocolate chips on top that nobody will ever remove. That's the candy that you can't take away. And I think this might be the same deal where I don't know. Say you get a total Republican Congress, you get a Republican government, a, a, a president at some point. I, I don't know that you're going to turn this policy over of that kind of forgiveness. Well, DeSantis 2024. What? <laughs> One of the things I had a I had a great constitutional law professor, but like just just breaking it down to a to a base level, he talked about whether it's a First Amendment issue, whatever the issue is, the longer something has been in place, the harder it is for for a court to jump in and overturn it or Congress to say we're not going to do that anymore. Um, it's like all these Republicans that have been talking since Ronald Reagan about we're going to reform Social Security, we're going to reform Medicare. It's too expensive. We're going to do this. To to my, you know, layman's view, a layperson's view, I just don't see how that could ever happen because that's that that rail, that third rail that they're never going to touch. Um, and I think that student loan forgiveness, 
they'll just say, oh, that liberal Biden. But really, at the end of the day, it's like, what, $30 billion, which is like a drop in the bucket compared to everything else we spend in this which country. Gave how many more billion to Ukraine? No, well, that's my point, too. I mean, nobody, I, nobody keeps track of these numbers. We right. don't. And it's still going out. But and, and also the the thing that gets me is like all these people that are like, you took out a load, you pay it. I guarantee you, most of them, if you're on Twitter, if you're a big person on Twitter, there's some sort of PPP loan, whether you're conservative, liberal, whatever. And it's just it. Yeah, we've been seeing that a lot, it, like with uh, Steven Crowder, Louder with Crowder, a conservative podcast. PPP loans were basically the minute they came along. They called them quote unquote loans. Yes. But people knew that it was just a right. gift. And, but but and again, it's they, the principle pulled, of the thing because that's what these these people are, the people that will argue with cashier or with you know a judge in a small claims court saying, it's the principle of the thing. I got to whatever. It's like, no, they took out loans. They didn't repay them. That's the way the system was set up for them, because if it if it helps a small business, and it, that could be a podcast, and I'm I'm talking about Crowder, I'm talking Crowder, about Ben Shapiro. I will Shapiro. have everybody know that the Balls Heart of Liberty podcast did not get a PPP loan. Fumbled nor the bag. Did Fumbled. We apply. Fumbled the bag. That's right. Should have no handouts in that way. Well, there was a podcast. There was a podcast about like uh, Robert Mueller called Mueller. She wrote, which is the most cringy bullshit I've ever heard in my life. But funny, actually, uh, she got a PPP loan (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, you're a podcast. Like how right. Critical that we stay alive. Louder with Crowder's. It's the one thing that people, it was in more demand during the pandemic was podcasts. Louder with Crowder took out $78,000. And it was forgiven. Oh. $78,000 was forgiven. Sure. Um, it, the Daily Wire, I think, took out $24,000. Yeah. And it was, no. So the Daily Wire took out more than that. So everybody a, else got a handout. And then all of a sudden, we're trying to help people with student loan debt. And it's like, oh, we can't do that. It's like, no, everybody's not getting you, handout. Not you poors making under a quarter million a year. It's, it's, everybody's getting handout. It just depends on what hand the money goes into. And right. That's what and they that, get upset that's about. That's why I'm split on this issue because, like, I understand the principal argument. You took out a loan, pay back your loan. I also understand that the government does some screwy things with these loans that if a private bank were to do those things for any other loan, then the government would, which is at a higher interest rate than what a bank down. would, would loan. Right. At. Because so it's, it's, the, alarmingly it's the fed prime rate plus they call it a premium and Congress sets that. So here, and so those are going to go up here. So let's talk. I about understand both of those. And then also the other thing is how many times have we given corporations and businesses and millionaires billions upon billions of dollars of taxpayer money that they didn't even need or didn't deserve. So, okay, we're going to forgive government backed college loans that we made to teenagers. When is Dakota going to get his mortgage forgiven? Cause he only, he was 22 years old when he took out a mortgage. He was dumb and the same age. And that's probably an FHA I was, mortgage. I was much younger than that. Well, this mortgage, the one you have now. Oh, right. I'm, I'm saying like, where do you, older than that. where do you, whatever <laughs> it, it, it's close enough for government work. Well, it's something, it's something that the federal government can control and will control. And it's something that he ran on and it's something that he, why can't the housing with? secretary say, okay, we're going to forgive FHA loans. FHA, loans, FHA, FHA loans. loans. Those are wiped off the books. $10,000 of your FHA loan. If you couldn't get the student loan relief, 
then we're going to give you $10,000 sure. in FHA. I mean, there's nothing. I, I don't know enough about, about that and their ability to forgive loans in general. Um, my opinion is that Biden could have forgiven all of it. Or, anything that's anything that's held by the Department of Education, he is the president. Or why and, can't he just say, you know what? Hell with it. Everybody gets ten thousand dollars more. If you want to put in your student loan, put it in your student loan. You want to put it on sure. this, put it on that. There's a lot of different ways he could have done this. But again, Trump Trump sent out fourteen hundred dollar checks. Right. So the question is how much? <laughs> like and there's no it's not like there's like a legal threshold or a moral threshold. It's just like, all right, this is what we thought would work, and it sort of did. And then Biden was like, oh, remember when we sent out those $2,000 checks? It was like, oh, it's like 14 plus six, but okay. And now it's, yeah. But now we're also feeling the devastating crippling effects of printing money. Care but I don't think that, I don't think that this, the, this is that we're not, I don't think printing. that's a direct correlation between the inflation that you're seeing now, it's, it's which not is starting to decrease again. Cause. It's not the sole cause, but it definitely in March had of 2021. Peak checks being printed. I bought a set of tires for my Tahoe. I love it. At $240 a piece. Who gave you that check? Biden or Trump? Uh, I believe I paid for that out of my account. Okay. Uh, I didn't send a voucher into Donald. Uh, but probably, I'm I probably, you I probably bought it with my Biden bucks. Uh, so $244 a piece for some tires. That's 16 months later, not for a set, a piece. 16 months later, I priced them today, $318 a piece. So they've gone up by $70 per set. So $240 more to buy a set of tires 15 months later because we've inflated the currency so badly. We've printed money, pumped it in, and inflation's gone absolutely nutty. But I don't think 40, it's because... I don't the basket think it's because, of goods is suffering, man. It's, it's 40, not because of 14 plus 6. That's not why. There's, there's bigger forces... In effect, I mean, forty percent of all U.S. dollars were printed during the pandemic, mm-hmm. two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty-one. Right. So we're also coming out of a one hundred year pandemic where we had to do right historically and, and, unprecedented we're things. Not, and I'm, we're also supporting I'm all these other countries that we probably shouldn't. I'm not saying that it's that printing too much money, giving it. <laughs> all the stimmies out is the sole cause of the inflation that we're feeling right now. I'm just saying you can't ignore it. It played a big part in it. The other part, we had some supply chain issues, mm. all those things. I think they, we continue to rippled across the board. I mean, good luck getting computer chips for your cars. Get a, Good luck with all these other things. It is frustrating because our entire culture is based on, I want to consume. And I want to consume at a price that I feel like is appropriate for what I want to consume. Thankfully. And I don't want to wait either. And I don't want to wait. We're used to Amazon Prime. I order it today. Oh, absolutely. But I think that's that's something that needs to culturally shift with people in order to like make us a more healthy culture. I think there's something really sick about like I can order something and it appears on my at my house in two days. And it doesn't matter whatever happened in between now and then or whatever the cost was or whatever the, the human right. cost was, you know, it, we don't take stock of any of that because all of this stuff is, these are human systems at the end of the day. And if it takes a little bit longer for your thing to get there to your house. Hey, listen, there are podcasts. How much that have to get on the air? Podcasts need, get delivered right now. I know, but we need boom. cables. 
we need hardware. You're good. We're, right now. I'm here. John, how much more right would now, you pay for how much more would you pay for a cell phone if you knew that it wasn't made using slave labor? Have you read? I, the, I mean, what's the non-slave labor option? Have I you mean, read what, the book? I pencil. That's Dakota? what. I, that's what I'm saying. If you, yeah. if someone came out with a phone and they were like, "Listen, humanely, we're going to use humanely forested. We, we're going to <laughs> forged. Right. We're going to use responsibly sourced material. We're going to start getting our lithium from our, Brown County, Indiana. We're just going to clear off those yeah. mountaintops. And it's going to be adult fingers instead of children's fingers. Yeah. Our, those that's what I'm saying. Chips. Our yeah. employees at our factories are going to be union represented factory workers that make a livable wage and can support their families off of it. How much more do you think you would be willing to spend for that cell what's phone the, versus the, the one that What's the you humane one? What does that cost? Probably that's what I'm asking dollars. That's what I'm asking you. How much do you think you would pay for a phone that that said that? Because I mean, we're paying twelve hundred dollars now. It's made for from unobtainable. It'd be like double. We right? cannot do it. Double or triple, right? We, right. We can't make it. We where are you going to? We cannot with the components that go into it. an iPhone. We cannot even get domestically. Mm. Straight up, they do not exist. Am I crazy? I said Zach? I didn't say sourced yeah. domestically. I said sourced ethically. <laughs> can't control it like if it's so, if it's south of the tropic of cancer the, i don't think we can yeah, do it the, other, the thing that's is the now, other part you can't escape global capitalism where yeah. it's like it it doesn't right. matter whatever thought you know experiment we go through it's going to be like somebody is going to have to suffer to make me this iphone and because right. like right now you have tim cook who's the ceo of apple and he's campaigning on all these humanitarian issues Meanwhile, he has eight-year-olds that are mining parts for the cell phones that he sells. And he also has his cell phones being made at Foxconn in China that has nets hanging from the outside of the buildings because they have too many people that commit suicide by jumping off of the roof. So it's we're, not great. But meanwhile... We're going we, to mention that this episode is brought to you by Iconic Insurance. 15% of Americans are left to find their own health insurance. You might feel overwhelmed, lost, or frustrated, and if that's how you feel, get control of your health with Matt Allen's help. Go to iconic-insurance.com slash libertarians to get started. But what I'm saying is that we have the ultimate irony is that we talk about all these things, but we tweet about them on the phones that are made using these practices. So how... like. If if someone came out with a phone and it was going to be four thousand dollars, but you had a clean conscience and you knew that people sure. didn't hate their lives, but again, there's once he has illusion, there's no in student loan debt forgiveness. He can afford that. Yeah, yeah, I got my ten thousand dollars. I'm going to spend six thousand dollars on the real teeth from Austin Powers, and I'm going to wear those. And then four thousand dollars, I'm going to buy the ethically sourced cell phone, and I'm going to. But I, that, I'm, I'm trying to ethically this, source cell phone, and that's how hell, I'm going to spend my ten thousand dollars. The hell with Sarah Rao and her. She doesn't her need to slave labor iPhone. Yeah, she's yeah, she's a school teacher. I'm now, just so. I'm trying to bring this back to your she's, idea of she's having working class. a a cultural shift in consumers, sure, and its ideas. Because right now, the the consumerism that we have in the United States seems to destroy a lot of other different cultures mm-hmm. around the world. Absolutely. Steve Horowitz so, would tell you that they're having opportunities created by yeah. having jobs produced by Americans. If we didn't do that, well, yes, be they're true. below our standard of living. 
they have op- they're they're better off than they were had we not invented the technology. Right. Sometimes it didn't exist. And then sometimes we make it a lot worse. Sometimes like it's the, a little sloppy. The opportunities come, but the opportunities like it's like the people who farm rubber trees in Africa. Yeah, they have a great opportunity to farm rubber now. But the cultural sites, like their cultural burial sites as indigenous people, have been wiped out by gigantic corporations coming in and planting the rubber trees that now they have to farm. So is it worth it? Probably not. To have cheaper tires? I doubt it. I will say that Firestone is working on a domestically produced Guali tire, yeah, uses less water. That's uh, less water. made from some bushes in uh, Arizona, so that they can. There do you it go. In See, the I, I think that it is. Possible. There's innovation too, and it's it's like why would you want to have like this global network of supply chain where the the one thing you should one of, one of the things you should learn from this whole pandemic, the global supply chain can, is very fragile <laughs> and will yeah. break down. At almost anything. Any, any supply chain is fragile. So there were uh, storms in the southwest that washed out I-10 last night. So there's a pipe culvert that gave way. Second time in the last seven years that I-10 has been completely washed out between Vegas and Los Angeles. So all of that freight that we're finally getting which is unloaded. All, which is all desert. All, all of, yeah, it, yeah, they're not supposed to have this <laughs> much water. They're not supposed right? to have that. But they, you know, the climate change, the pipe culvert wasn't quite big enough and it, it, it eroded through and it washed the entire road away. Well, that means they have to bring in more pipes, drop it in place, fill, put fill sure. dirt back in and pave back over it. So that's going to take on a good day a week or two. Right. We're not building a, a cast in place bridge, but we're still doing a lot of work that completely disrupts the supply chain as we're unloading all of this freight that's coming across by truck from the port of Long Beach, from the uh, San Pedro port. And coming into the, the center of America. So, yeah, we're incredibly connected together internationally or just domestically, and the supply chain gets jacked in a, in a hurry. Here's, here's as we're... Yeah, but that's looking, a lot easier than waiting on it from China. Yeah, but I'm saying it's, it's fragile. A no flooded what. highway is easier to deal with than an ocean and then a port that's close to you. Can you imagine a flood on the ocean, other side of the ocean? Just the global... The global economy has turned into a thing where instead of having warehouses full of stuff, although ironically, though, I'll say that they're building warehouses like crazy, but they're they're in, I guess I would call them like end user warehouses. So instead yes. of somewhere having a big warehouse of something, so if it breaks down, oh, we got three, we got three or four days of these or maybe a week or two of these in a warehouse that we can burn through until they get back up. They're getting stuff within... Like I know that the, we have a local plant that makes seats for Honda. They deliver the seats within a few hours of them being needed. So yeah, the minute there's a disruption, it ripples down the chain. Unlike 30, 40 years ago, it wouldn't have because there would have been a stockpile somewhere. We've gone to full right. just-in-time inventory. Yep. So this helps the kids that are that just graduated. The, this helps the the forty somethings like uh, Sean or the thirty somethings. Thirty somethings. Don't age me. <laughs> The 35-year-old is, is getting some relief. What is going to make college more affordable in 2032? Ten years from now, how is this going to help? Because so much of the conversation around university is that money's been so damn easy to get. There's not been any downward pressure on on going to college. No. How is this going to – this is just making it easier, saying, okay, we're going to forgive it again. So, so you don't even have to price shop it anymore, guys. I think Ten years from now, we're going to write it off no matter what. 
I think a few things. No one was price shopping to begin with. You don't kick the tires and say, I'm going to, oh, this is there, a, there's nobody. There, there's, a, there's a qualitative difference between the IVs and your, these other things that most people can't get into but there's anyway. People that are saying, Hey, I'm choosing between going to Indiana Wesleyan or Ball State. I'm going to sure. choose between going to Purdue University and Taylor University. Sure. IU versus Manchester, whatever. Sure. These uh, just Indiana colleges, Rose Holman versus Purdue, like the sure. massive. I'm going to pay thirty grand versus one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. Right. Those there are families having that conversation. So I think I think there are a couple things that are going to be in in play. I think that demand is going to go down. I think that between now and the next ten years, I think that the, the demand for college education it's will already go down been on a because it's down. already been on the downslope. And I think it's it's this is not going to encourage people to be like, I want to make, I want to go to college for poetry. It's just not going to happen. I think that's that's a fever dream. And the other part is that of the people that do go, I don't mean to bash the poetry majors out there because I was a philosophy major and that's just about as useful. Listen, it has helped you on this podcast. It's helped. It's helped. <laughs> it's helped me in some ways somewhere. <laughs> um, the other part is the income driven repayment plans where it's going to be the 5% instead of 10%. I think that is going to be a game changer for people because that is such a huge difference. Do you think that the expansion of the Pell Grant policy that is will going also to help? help the, this expansion, what I yeah. read, is essentially going to make for people who who are in lower income households. It's essentially going to it's going to make it very close to community college being free. Mm-hmm. You're basically going to have to pay for your textbooks. Yeah, if you're of a certain income. Yeah, right. Right. I think like right now it's set at like sixty thousand dollars or something. like Sure. That is what and I I think that's a that's a great idea and. Um, and I think it's going to be something that's going to be hard for anybody else to reverse to be like, okay, I'm going to give you less. Even if it's a DeSantis who's like just a fake Trump guy anyway. Have you guys seen him lately? I don't. Where he's standing I up. I try not like, to, but I was, I, so I, I literally consume my news. I listen, I say, I, I won't do it. I would, I'll say, hey, Google, what's the news? And then everybody's news just got interrupted here. But I, I say, hey, Google, what's the news? And they tell me what's going on. And I, in that, all I know is that Ron DeSantis is running against Charlie Crist now. Charlie Crist is now sure. the Democrat that he always was. He's admitted it. And, and Ronnie Boy's got some competition. But you know what he's got his eyes on. You yeah. know he's got his eyes on yeah. the White House, and sure. he wants to be the next Trump. Where he even with the, the, you know, he's hand gestures, bit. his mannerisms even are starting to be Trump like. It's almost like in uh, Animal Farm where the pigs pretend to be the people. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's not. <laughs> That's I, a really I've good seen this guy it. before the pandemic, and then now he just wants to be that that Trump it. thing where he can embrace it. He can be like Disney's a bunch of groomers. And and all these to other me. things, and it's just whatever the thing of the day is, he can throw at it because he's a governor, and he doesn't actually have to do anything, and he can back off if he wants to, and nobody cares. He he has that executive like swag from a bigger state, and he wants to be Trump. And he stood. There's this photo I got to send you guys. He's like standing with his arms forward, kind of like the way the Trump does when he's. When he's standing and also like, like it's like a weird, yeah, it's like a weird, like I'm not fat, but I'm yeah. kind of just a weird way to hold it's your body. It's such a where weird, like just contortion of a person. Um, and he is going to be running for Republican presidential nomination easily. And if he goes against Trump, it's going to be 
I don't think must Trump see runs. TV. If I think DeSantis, Trump runs. I, if DeSantis runs, I don't think Trump, Trump runs. Run no matter what, his ego, unless he's he physically can't do it. To me, I think DeSantis is much more likable than Trump is. I think. Well, for now. Yeah, for now. As it stands right now, seventy percent of America still doesn't know who the hell he is. No way. <sighs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Dude, you live. I, I think you so live. Wrong. You live in a political because bubble. I don't pay attention to politics. You literally have. A, <laughs> you have a politics show. You're on a, the. You you do. You know what you. Still, I have a vocal e- politics. Even show. though you try to pretend to not know what the hell's going on, you have ninety percent more knowledge than most of the people that than ninety percent of the populace. There's no way that seventy five percent of people in the U S. don't know who Ron DeSantis is. That's crazy. We're gonna take this. We're gonna, we're gonna. You and I are just gonna go start knocking on doors in Newcastle right now, and asking people one question: <laughs> Do you know who Ron DeSantis is? Oh, who Ron yeah. DeSantis? I think if anybody's watched the news, they know who he is, or even like scroll because I've seen. Cause yeah, but who watches the news or or scrolls Nobody on social media? Because I know that he what he passed like an anti woke law, and then Didn't I think part of it's already you asked Google, <laughs> which means nothing. The news was, <laughs> and the first thing they said was something just about Just devoid DeSantis. of meaning. It was about Trump but, like one of his one of the laws has already been at least temporarily paused by a court and i don't pay i don't look for that information and it doesn't matter he could just it's just something yeah. else it's the whole like abd right, show about republican it, yeah. party it's just like it doesn't matter it's going to be something else in two weeks anyway that's going to be like oh you know so so is trying to bless your kids it's like you know they, they try to make public school teachers into like child molesters i never understood that i never understood like just villainizing all these all different the, people. It, it's because of all the absolutely insane, mentally unhinged public school teachers you see on TikTok. <laughs> that is why. Have you ever scrolled through the lips never, of TikTok, Twitter? I don't. I don't because do those TikTok, people are nuts. Because I'm. I don't do TikTok six, either. So, but I see the libs of TikTok hmm. Twitter account that there will be. There are some absolutely need to be institutionalized teachers that post videos on TikTok and go viral. But those are the minority of the minority I of mean, public school teachers. Yeah, like what's obviously the, how many public school teachers are there right. out there and how many they, people they are, are we the, talking about? They are a handful yeah. of the millions of teachers in the country. And I'm not saying that public police school officers teachers like to kill black like people. I mean it's just the truth of it. And right <laughs> Oh, I had a moment. <laughs> the boss hog, didn't I? He didn't even pay attention. The boss hog wasn't even listening. Top 10. He's in here. He's over here trying he's to look trying. up stats about Ron DeSantis. I'm, trying, I'm still over here trying to get a, a number for Ron DeSantis' name ID, but instead I found the top 10. Uh, this is the Washington Post. They're handicapping of the 10 most likely Republican candidates. You guys ready? I have heard this before, but yes. All right. Zach, are you ready? I know you'll be voting in the Republican primary, so this matters to you. Yeah. Number 10, Donald Trump Jr. Nope. What? Number nine, Mike Pompeo. Why? Number eight, Ooh. Rick Scott, the Skeletor. senator Florida. Skeletor. Number seven. <laughs> he looks like he's running out of skin. <laughs> Number seven. That's Florida for you, man. Just well, Florida does that to him. Now, it'll it'll usually it makes your skin all wrinkly and fat when you get old. Not when you're wealthy. Number seven, Nikki Haley. Absolutely not. I could see that. Absolutely see that. not. She wouldn't win, but I could see Number her six, old Teddy Cruz. Yeah. Nobody no, wants to hang out with No balls. Number five, Glenn. You just get that whole. Go back to the Ted Cruz. So 
Trump absolutely humiliated him in the last called election. Called his wife a cow. Yeah, called his wife ugly, said that his dad was on the... If it wasn't for the basketball ring in Knightstown, Indiana, he might be president today. Oh, and then his whole flying out of the country, or flying going to Cabo <laughs> or whatever, when the, when the winter storm was sucks. crippling his state. Yeah, Ted Cruz is all The, the narrative that Washington Ted Cruz is a coward. The He's senator from Texas who has been out front criticizing the FBI's search of Trump, including an early push for the search. Wow. Warrant. He has floated the impeachment of Merrick Garland, the attorney general. And he said the FBI agents have been turned into stormtroopers. Glenn Youngkin, number five. Blackin. Glenn Youngkin. He <laughs> nope. just won governor of Virginia. Yep. I, yeah. Nope. That's nope. a that's a Beltway, D.C. Nope. Seems to be doing Blogosphere a job as dream governor. Number four, uh, yeah, no. Tim Scott. No. I, I don't think he has national name ID at no, all. No, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Number th- he's a senator for South Carolina. Number three, former Indiana Henry, uh, Congressman Mike Pence. Not a chance in hell. He will never be the nominee for the Republican Party for president. Number two, Donald Trump. Yes. Number one, Ron DeSantis. Switch it. Yeah. See? They did have it switched at one point. Yeah, I would have. have I would have it switched. It's a weekly power ranking, so they've got old Ronnie uh, number got, one. They got something to talk about, but man, Trump won't do it. It's a two-man race, right? It's Glenn not, Youkin, nobody. Glenn Blumpkins is not going to be. <laughs> I mean, Trump's not going to be president. Run. Mike Pence. Mike Pence. They wanted to kill him. <laughs> They wanted to hang him on January 6th. They wanted his legs dangling from a rope. Listen, those were terrorists. Those weren't Republican yeah. primary they, voters. Those were those were the Trump base. <laughs> those the fanatical Trump base. I mean, that let's be honest. Up those he was weren't like, Republican primary voters. They were all Antifa. I'm sorry. No, those are the people who are not voters now at all because they're felons. They're the, those are the people who uh, <laughs> all have, you know, in Indiana, we let our felons vote. Yep. Mike they, Pence offered some interesting comments this week. So the the uh, the copy says uh, opening the door to testifying in the January sixth committee, saying the American people have a right to know what happened. Yeah, they nearly killed me. He has walked a fine line of criticizing Trump for that day, despite the insurrectionists endangering his life. We shouldn't expect him to thoroughly denounce the man who picked him as vice president, but he certainly got a vested interest in the party moving on in a different direction. He is Judas Iscariot to these Trump people. The hard part. He has sold him out for 50 pieces of silver or 30 pieces of silver. I can't remember. The hard part is facilitating that without completely annihilating the Trump backers he'd need in 2024. He's already done it. He's already done it by not. I mean, Secret Service had to shoot one of them to keep him away from him. He is so quiet right now. Now, he's Mike good. Pence had He's balls. not saying stuff. He should go away forever. Ted Cruz, no balls. Mike Pence, balls. He sat at A shocking his, level of balls. You didn't yeah. think he had the balls. He no, had you had no day. idea until yeah, his, secret service, his secret service <laughs> agent, whenever he came out and was like, we had to forcibly remove Mike Pence from the office. Because he was the only one that I've recall hearing was ever an actual danger. Right. They, Mike, they, were like they said Mike him. Pence sat there and he said... Let them come. Yeah, right. He was like, "That's Mike Pence." Yeah, I, 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 all right. I yeah, that's the that's, that's the Mike I know. All right, the secret so, surgeon, service agent said that it wasn't Mike touting. Himself. Yeah, but they also said that Trump tried to grab the wheel, try to get the get the, get <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, get the monster limo to go to the, whatever. I all right, fi- I don't believe it. it's like final there's two not items a divider on this. there. 
final two items. He might have had maybe he wanted to talk to the common people and had the window down. Uh, we he wanted a- to be passed around like in a zombie movie with his legs going one way, his arms going one way. Just all the gore. He wanted to do just some George Romero. He's like, I want to be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> if you took the poor financial advice that may have been given by one of the hosts on this show, and you paid your student loans when they were at zero oh, percent interest, in, I thought you were going to say, and you invested in uh, Bed Bath Bell. Beyond. <laughs> you, you, you invested in Jordan Peterson coin. If you if you were one of the people that did pay down your student loans, maybe to nothing. Uh, apparently, as a part of the CARES Act, you have until the end of this month, I'm Ron Burgundy, to request your money back from your loan servicer. So in theory, if you had maybe... Sooner than later, let's do it. Get your money back. 2000 bucks, 5000 bucks, back $9,000 back. You can ask for your money back. And then I guess you would go down the process of saying, hey, go ahead and forgive that ten grand." Don't know how it's going to work. But we will advocate they've stolen this money from you already. So if you are in that boat and you made you were responsible and you made you made your payments, you might want to stop listening to us or finish listening to this show and then figure out who the hell you're paying your money to and call them and figure that out because there's real money in it. And maybe you do some soul searching and you wanna you wanna say no. You no, stack no. paper, you say let's go Brandon, and then you just coast into ten thousand dollars in your pocket. You can listen. If you want to give it right back to the feds, you can just you can get your your money. You'll give back. it back to them at some point anyway. It doesn't back. matter. It's you your can, money. You can get your money back, and you can go buy treasury bonds, um, and they'll they'll inflate it. Uh, <laughs> treasury bonds. <laughs> get some T bills. The uh, the IRS has said this is Tad Tad Western of Tad Talk back in the day on the Wall Network. He was saying, "Yeah, here's what happened. This is this this is the three D chess that Chad Tad, Chad Tad saw." He said. They were never getting paid for this $10,000. So the federal government can say, here's $10,000 in relief. Here's your 1099. Now you owe me 15% taxes or 20% taxes on that $10,000 you just got. So now you have a $2,000 tax. I don't think that's taxable income. I think that's something that they worked out. It's that's that that is the hook that we found out today is that it is not going to be taxable. But right. normally if right. you have loan forgiveness, you get right. 1099. No, I think that was something they pushed through. To make sure that it's not taxable income, because that would just totally these eighty six thousand new IRS agents. They are Democrats, but they're not that. <laughs> if that. you if you sign up at patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty and you get the show notes ahead of time, then you have a link in there to whitehouse.gov to the release on everything in this plan, and it specifically has a Q and A section about am I going to be taxed on this? It is no. It is no. You would question it. That's what this guy says. You never trust the next guy. What if he dies in office tomorrow? He's going to live probably longer than Kamala. <laughs> He's just oldest yeah. president ever. What Tom. if he gets reelected? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I could imagine. I was imagining Trump being reelected too. <laughs> I mean, I don't love Joe's policies, the things, but I honestly find him to be a very likable guy. The things what? I can't imagine. Yeah, I, he's fine. I, like, he's he's, he's fine. fine. You like him like you would like any old man that doesn't know where he's at. Right. The things I can't imagine are like Kamala Harris versus like DeSantis or Kamala Harris. Ideally, Kamala Harris versus Tom Cotton, because I think that would be like, <laughs> why do you hate the worst? <laughs> why do you hate us all? That would be the worst presidential election. I think in the history of the world, that would be Trump worse than Trump Hillary. and Hillary. 
No, it oh, would be man. worse. Trump and Hillary is like high comedy. Yeah, Trump and Hillary. <laughs> that was, was that was like very entertaining. Magnifique. <laughs> it was it was good. Just like to watch the world burn. That's well, and that's I what's, still once a week you can join ball soccer. Kamala Harris the world to burn. couldn't win her own primary in her own state yeah. against Bernie. I still as a Democrat chuckled to myself thinking about the uh, we did it, Joe. The uh, we did it, Joe. No, just <laughs> no way farther back. The you'd be in jail. Yeah, that well, comment. yeah. God, I, it's so funny. I go to the Kabbalah. We did it, Joe. Like, like she had any yeah, impact like, at all on that election. That was just after she accused Joe Biden of sexual yes. assault. Yeah, and then they get she gets asked about it by the press, and she's like, "That's eh, campaign." You know, it's okay to lie. Just like on your taxes. Zachary Burcham, we're in our final thoughts portion of the program. You got anything for me? No, I'm, I'm, I'm brain dead at this point. It's been a long week. Um, no, not He's really. had to listen to this for an hour. No, I showed up at work on Monday. I had a friend that told me about something, that random thing at work, and he didn't tell me about overtime. So I've been like, I don't have a hard job physically, but I do stare at screen all day you you contacted me while i was on i-70 i don't know how you have the super skill i'm on i-70 going the opposite direction in a like yeah i saw in a black gmc terrain that is i mean it's not entirely common looking but holy hell you picked me out of a moving crowd i've i have the ability to do that you've done that to me too yeah well yeah i yeah i i'm just able to i recognize cars 5 40 in the evening and zach texts me you had an indy yeah. God dang. So I saw some. Well, I mean, I saw somebody. Did you see our faces, or you just saw the car? No, I saw the car, and then I looked at. The, I had time to recognize dark GMC train. Look, I'm like, oh, and it was like, not a normal time for me coming home from work if we don't have overtime. And I look, I'm like, yeah, I saw you driving. That's why I would have messaged you because I saw I recognized <laughs> the driver. You're a car guy, so I mean, like, it's I, easy I, for you I, to I immediately cars. like uh, somebody waved at me when I was running last week, and it was a. a a car I did not immediately recognize, but I just went through. Okay. I was like, okay, they waved at me somewhat friendly. So they probably know me because sometimes I get really weird, awkward waves from people that don't know me, but they're just a oh, look. He's out running, but I went through the Rolodex of, okay, who like what the driver looked like. I'm like, okay, did I figure out who it was. And from now on, if I see that vehicle, I will know exactly who is driving because I associate people with their cars. So hmm. yeah, that's how my brain What if works. they have multiple cars like me or McCown or somebody? Um, Same deal. McCallans, High rollers. McCallans. High rollers who pay their student loans back. McCowns are pretty distinct. <laughs> He's got that Chrysler Maserati. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Mas, the, Mas, the Maserati LeBaron. Um, and then, like, yeah, there's, I mean, there was a Jeep I've been trying to figure out in town who it is. I found out that it's Scott Frost. And I, don't know, I know exactly who's driving that every time I see it now because it's very distinct. Um, so that's just how my brain works. You, you but, have, you have, this is your super skill. I, I have an alarming ability to identify Honey. cars and then know exactly where they are. Yeah. It's a really weird skill to have. And it's absolutely useless, but <laughs> it works for me. Not as a private investigator. Oh, no. Like I rolled into work and I can tell you who's in the office based on the cars in the parking lot. I can too, but there's only seven people that work in my office. Yeah, I, I work with about 200 thing. people, but I can identify most of the, I can tell you most of the notable cars who drives them. So, you know, if the boss is there. Yeah, there's one boss I used to have that I would roll in like good day, bad day based on the car. <laughs> <laughs> Other than uh, I'll I'll uh, give it fourth Fridays tomorrow. 
so they're having, I can't remember who the performer is, but um, I know Aaron Dickin was excited about it. Um, and they're going to have some food trucks and stuff. Oh, and I'll give, I'll give a shot to Aaron Dickin. I, last I heard, I don't know if he's still getting money for his billboard. He had like $1,700 almost for that billboard. Um, and the bow tie is now black. And he changed the bow tie, but I believe it was going to be a rainbow background. I think that from what he said, that might be going up. Like imminently, imminently today, I thought was when he said it might be going up. So that might be uh, going up very soon. But, and I gave, I I told congrats and he said, well, it wasn't me. It was a community. I'm like, dude, it was, you're the one that popped up and said, I'm going to, I'm getting a billboard. If you want in chip, chip in. Congratulations to the community for getting behind that. But (laughs) every time he'd post an update, I was like, that's amazing. How many? uh, And I will uh, say I've seen, I've seen his donor list to an extent. And there's a lot of supporters of this show that are on that donor list too. So thank yeah. you very much to this like, yes, people from out of town that from here, but are li- currently living out of town and um, very few people complaining about it and almost everybody else being super supportive, which is just great to see from a town. That's been a, a good response to a good thing. So. I believe you said your Venmo history was oh, full oh, of Oh, I sent him a video. I sent him a video of just, I pulled up Venmo and I, I find Venmo strange. And uh, I also find Venmo strange because it's owned by PayPal. So I find it strange that there's two different apps that are owned by one company. Google Maps and, and Waze are the same. Company. Yeah. And but and so if on Venmo, you can see your friend's trend. You can't see what the amounts are necessarily, but you can, you can see, just that see how getting. many eggplants. And it bought. was literally just 30 seconds of scrolling. And it was like Aaron Dickin, Aaron Dickin, Aaron Dickin. I think you gave one of your relatives, like your aunt or some of your mom, some money in there, but then it was right, right back to Dickin, Dickin, <laughs> Dickin, Dickin. It was like, I mean like 30 or 40 deeps. I mean like, and it was, it went for like over three days. It was that it was, it was amazing. It was, it was a cool thing to see a, this town do and a, a good thing to like, you want that to make the news. Cause that's the kind of thing you want your town to make the news for. Not some of the stuff that towns make the news for. We really should call a news organization. Dakota, you're in charge of calling Raphael Sanchez tomorrow. Mr. Sean Rao. Wow. What? Uh, this is your victory lap, man. Uh, I'm $10,000 richer. Your wife doesn't not, have any student loans? Not really. He Does said a couple up. get it? He said, so the couple threshold is up to a quarter million. 250000 which. I assume you're not making that in a year. You might be. Newsflash. Lawyer, lawyer money. Newsflash. We do not make that as a couple. Um, no, it's been good. It's been a good summer. Um, things are real steady at the office. I'm transitioning. Plenty of crimes. Well, I'm transitioning away from major felonies to oh. do juvenile and child and need services cases. So if you have something like that, I am appointed on your case. And I really, um, it's, it's really been a, a good transition for me. Um, and everything at the private office is going great. Um, yeah, everything's good. Watching a little bit of TV, watching, uh, guessing HBO, the rehearsal nope. with Nathan Fielder, Nathan for you. I just heard finished the podcasting show. Only murderers in the building this week. We watched that one. So that I, was a good I, one. I have room in the lineup. So give me the elevator pitch, my guy. It's kind of hard if you haven't seen Nathan for you to really explain this I guy. Think I know who Nathan for you is. Yeah, he's 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 a very awkward, very funny person, but like in a slice of life sort of way. The Canadian yes. comic Nathan, so for you is great. Nathan Fielder. Exactly Nathan for you is a fantastic show. 
probably one of my top 10 favorite comedy shows. Of that was time. on like my junior, senior year. Yes. <clears throat> and so basically he's so doing, good. he's doing a rehearsal for people who are want to rehearse like a life event. So like something important happening and he will help them okay. rehearse that. Yeah. And it gets so deep and crazy and weird. I can't even explain it, but I, that's what I watched this summer on HBO. Fantastic. Um, he appears to have been Bob Woodward in two episodes of drunk history. <laughs> Surprise me. Um, but no, everything's going great. Um, kids are doing well. Sarah is moving to, she's a first grade teacher Riley now. So she's really enjoyed that. I know she'll enjoy, you know, being mentioned after Nathan Fielder. Um, <laughs> surprised you guys don't surprised you guys don't make $250,000 a year. Yeah. We're rolling it in with, uh, you know, I, I got my sugar mama yeah. in, in place there. Huh. No, it's a great, it's but a great, with a job like that, she can get her student loans. It's a great transition for her because she was doing something like kind of an online job that, you know, I'll just speak for her that she just didn't get that much enjoyment out of and being able to work with kids and being able to serve the community has been awesome. Parents have been great. Um, everybody's been really great to her. So shout out to Riley. Your, and, your fans are watching and they want to know what's in your can. What are you drinking? It's the hopopotamus. Hopopotamus. From Metazoa. I also went, I drink from the gospel of Metazoa. You went Metazoa and 5% goes to animals. There we go. We like puppies around here. So I did have the puppy slumber party. There you go. Sarah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Sarah can tell Chip that I drank Topo Chico hard seltzer. I'll tell Chip you you drank it. Okay. Dakota, uh, he's he, always making fun of me for drinking Miller Lite. He makes fun of anybody for anything. But so that's all right. He's, he's never pr- tried listen, it. Chip has always been proud of the beers I drink. I bet it, we've connected over that. He has yeah, never but, given me hell. He he'll see me walking by for it, when it he met me the he very first time. It just means he doesn't know you though. The way. very first time he met me, <laughs> he saw that I was drinking a beer, uh, uh, probably an Edmund Fitzgerald Porter that I'd brought back from Ohio, and he's like, "Oh, impossible!" He was uh, instantly. This your friendship. He uh, our friendship. He mails beer. Theoretically, he mails beers to each other. There might be a. I can't a, confirm or deny. There might be a that. black market. Listen, there let's might not be, talk about things. There, there like might this. be a Silk Road. Silk Road. You're making allegations that cannot be corroborated. Might be. Dakota, we got a lawyer in the room. He can't be doing <laughs> stuff like this. Dakota, what do you know? Are you going to miss our friend Chris Gold? Um, yeah, well, I would say yes, but I never see him anyway, so. Your relationship isn't going to change with him? Nope. I Basically, I've seen him maybe a half a dozen times in person. Founding member of the Wall Network, leaving Indiana. He's moving to Michigan mm-hmm. in a place that he's going to need probably chains for his bald tires. Where Kid Rock is from. So that's pretty cool. He's a high, highly paid technology executive who's leaving. He chose. He had multiple competing offers. Let's just say this: his student loans are not being forgiven. He had multiple. (laughs) He had multiple (laughs) offers on the table from many states, and he chose the only one where cannabis is legal. Yeah, of course. And he declared to me today that he's going to be a farmer now because apparently you're allowed to grow 11, 11. plants. 12 would be too many. 
Twelve would be twelve would be just a bridge too far. Can't do a but, dozen. But you can you can you can farm eleven plants in the state of and Michigan. And ten is just he's, not enough as a cultivator. He's going to lose track and get thrown in a slammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were only eleven yesterday. Get, they doubled. Who could call it the thirteenth or something like that? Yeah, uh, that was a seedling. You can't count that. That's why you call me. Can you work right. in Michigan? Liberty Defender Sean. I mean, I could. I mean, for the right price, I could probably get a. You might want to get some reciprocity situation. Reciprocity you situation. You might need to get some reciprocity ahead of time here, just in case. Just well, in case. I mean, the man. It, the man has got purple cell phone money. He is I, the, the fee won't be a he's problem. Got, he's got the non-slave cell phone money. Yes, I'm interested. Now, I, what I will say, I will I say that if he's going to make this commute back and forth between Indianapolis and Detroit. He probably should should look into some some high quality tires because I know he struggled on that trip in the past. <laughs> those Michigan roads are just beating well, the hell out of those tires. Well, he's he's going to need to graduate too. Is actually he's going to graduate to two set tire life, which is he's going to have a winter set and a summer set because Michigan probably would be a good idea to have a winter set and a third set, the Michigan set. Well, he needs to have a backup set of like. Just rolling on. I mean, you know what though? I bet donuts do pretty good in the snow if they're if the tread's fresh because they're <laughs> narrow. We're gonna uh, get a. Uh, <laughs> there are people that are book smart, and there are people that are street smart, and then there are people that are tire smart. And one of those is not our boy Chris Galt. But we congratulate him. We wish him well, and uh, and I hope it. Uh, I hope hope Michigan is all he could ever dream of. Top Gear Grand Tour Michigan. Donuts only. Anything oh, else for me, Dakota? Do it. Uh, yeah, I just uh, found as we were sitting here. Um, there is a phone that's called the Fairphone, and the Fairphone Four apparently is out right now. It's an Android uh, operating oh, system. Boo. I'm gonna guess. I'm just gonna guess what they do is that they buy a shitty Android phone. And then they take, they add two thousand dollars to the cost, plus they mark it up, and they make a donation to some environmental cause, carbon offset. They do that for their carbon, uh, but the products are all certified fair trade from UN respected organizations. Um, I, I, so, I know that with the United Nations, all it takes is a little bribe money, and you can be yeah, respected. I'm, I'm sure you've done a lot of work with the UN it's before, Jer. Bash Kreider LLC. Sell on the Fairphone. <laughs> but what what I was actually going to say about the Fairphone that makes it very impressive to me is that you can repair it yourself. So you can totally open up this phone. All the components are labeled oh, on the inside. Oh, oh and you you're going to sell me a phone that's going to break? You can buy the replacement parts yourself and just do it, which is... Like a 57 ship. Very cool. Awesome. You cannot do that with your phones now. They just no. expect them to break, and then you have to buy a new one. Uh, you want to know how much the price is? Yes. Well, they're only sold in Europe. Well, and so I have to import. I have to pay a duty to import it. And to uh, move to Europe, whatever seven hundred fifty pounds is. So funny thing, the That's pound and the dollar. That's I think bad. this week were neck and neck. Yeah, I believe it was oh, really? 99 to 1. Yeah. yeah. It it was I don't the specs in the great. The, the euro, I guess not the pound, the euro, the uh the euro. Here's that wrong thing about with the the cost of a cell phone in the case of an iPhone, Apple can charge whatever they want. Right. Yeah, the Apple they, they're not setting the price because oh, we not a great phone. They, yeah, they could sell that phone cuz it literally is a phone that when every time they drop a new one, there's a line of people 
outside the store to buy the phone and they don't care what it costs. The the specs on this phone are great. 256 gigabytes of memory and then 8 gigs of RAM. So not great. Not horrible either. It's, I couldn't tell you what the hell the specs are of any of the devices I carry at this point. Uh, listen, it's this, probably better this podcast, than Jerry's Motorola. This pod, I don't have a Motorola with me. I have That's my hotspot phone. I have the Pixel that uh, Galt got me. I've got an iPhone over here, oh, and yeah. I've got my Galt tablet. That's what on the purple what gen Pixel is that? Four. Oh, that's a good phone. The six is awful. Don't upgrade. So anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll wrap up here. Next week's show is oh, going also, to... Oh, also, sorry, sorry. I had one more thing. Go on to Robinhood, Fidelity, whatever. Buy Bed Bath Beyond right now. <laughs> pump it, and dump. Get it up. <laughs> Jim Cramer says that it's a bad move. So if you, you say pump and move. dump out loud, the feds can't like pursue you for trying to, you know, actually do a pump and dump scheme. No, all if you, you have do it to as do a is joke. It's a I bit. Believe, it's a bit. I believe that you have to say that we're not giving any financial advice. Yeah, and this only, is we are not financial advisors. This is not legal advice. Da, 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 yeah, da, da, da. yeah, yeah. Full disclaimer to keep Dakota from having right. to hire Sean. And for this, for having a legitimate no, excuse federal for shit, Thursdays. if that's the case, I'm not, I don't deal with that. that. Sean has said today, and Dakota throws this out is, some investors. He's like, Wait this a is the moment Sean's like, oh, God, you no. know, you want that disclaimer running right underneath the screen right here. I've got diamond hands, son. I have a bunch of bye bye bed, bath, beyond, and they're going to listen. They're going to make an announcement at the end of this month. Game stop. Listen, it I've might been, be. They're going to make an buying... announcement at the end of September. Oh, my God. Insider trading. I've been buying Dogecoin like a son of a bitch lately. So I'm ready for that one to come right back. Right now? Yeah, sure. It's been going down. Um, I've been buying Peterson coin and just crying and doing benzos. <laughs> and getting enraged Next fits. week's show, we have our syndicator, Chris Spangle. We have our sweet mate, Brian Nichols, is scheduled to be here. And not me. A Tokad Savad is going to be, uh, I, I think you're scheduling a Rona. You you're cannot g- put out my Xbox gamer tag like that <laughs> for everyone to know. If you want to add him, <sighs> join the Patreon and he'll add you back. Uh, but Dakota will have the COVID next week, so he's no longer going to be with us. He's going to miss the week. Uh, and uh, I will be at the Sulphur Springs Mud Bog. It's, uh, it starts tomorrow, Friday night. It, it happens all the community days. Are Friday and Saturday. They've got uh, they've got a chicken and noodles lunch at like eleven thirty over there in Sulphur. You can see every politician in town at eleven o'clock doing a parade. But the cherry on top is the Daryl Lyons Memorial Mud Bog ATVs at three thirty. The trucks begin at five o'clock. It's only five dollars to get in. I'm going to be working as the public address guy when Greg Phipps has to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, I'll be his scribe. I'm hoping we're out of there by one thirty two in the morning. It is the best entertainment you're ever going to get for $5. Bring the family. Fun story. I was once in the Sulphur Springs Community Days parade in my tricycle. This is how long ago this was. And I was very slow. And so they had to come rescue me because I was being chased by a fire truck with its siren on, scaring the bejesus out of me. Because <laughs> I was about four at the time. What an exciting town Sulphur Springs is. If you've never been, I know we talk about the Moreland Free Fair. I know we talk about... The 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 sulfur the the community days down in Spiceland all wonderful festivals, the Sulphur Springs Community Mud Bog uh, and uh, Tractor Emporium is is a is a is an event. We have all the stuff big cities have. We just have cornfields in between the various event venues, and not ghettos. This is legendary. All right, with that, 
most of us will see you next week. <laughs>